Welcome to Inside Michigan Business Podcast. This episode is made possible by Dell for Startups, providing solutions for all of your startup needs at special savings. Check out Dell's top business class PCs and accessories and register at startupnation.com forward slash Dell to save on Dell's awesome lineup of best-in-class laptops, monitors, and accessories. Welcome to Inside Michigan Business. I'm your host, Jeff Sloan. Today on our show, we're focused on how small businesses are faring today in America. Challenging times, no doubt. Joining us to check in on the issues facing small businesses today and just kind of the sentiment of the owners whose lives are so tightly tied to their beloved businesses. We've got Karen Kerrigan, who for more than 28 years has been a leader in advocacy on behalf of America's small businesses. She's the president and CEO of the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council. Karen's experience in all things relating to small businesses runs deep. She's testified before the U.S. Congress on key issues impacting entrepreneurs and serves on several important advisory boards as well, including the National Women's Business Council. We could go on and on about Karen's qualifications, dedication, and support of small businesses in America. And we're so appreciative that you've taken the time, Karen, to join us. Welcome. Let's start by having you provide an overview of the sentiment of small businesses today in our country. Well, you know, Jeff, when I talk to business owners and entrepreneurs, obviously they're quite concerned about where the economy is headed right now, you know, particularly given inflation and a lot of the reports, a lot of the news about a recession, whether, you know, we're in a recession or not, right? We'll leave that up to all the technical people. But Yeah, that's a technical matter, but yes. But the reality is a lot of small business owners, I mean, they feel like definitely the environment that they're operating in, they feel like they're in a recession. You know, obviously, they just have started to dig out of the COVID-19 pandemic and the revenue loss and the challenges of those years, and then quickly got hit or have been getting hit with high inflation, ongoing, you know, supply chain issues, although those have gotten a little bit better. And I think largely because of a drop in demand, (laughs) you know, actually still some labor issues, but obviously they're just finding it very difficult to compete in the current environment, particularly given, you know, these these high costs and uh, the uncertainty of what's to come in the months ahead and just the slowdown in demand. I mean, consumers are pulling back. So they're feeling it, you know, on the revenue front. So it's challenging. And for those business owners that have been around, again, uh, you know, pre-pandemic and even, you know, prior to that, it's been a pretty challenging four to five years. It really has been. Entrepreneurship's hard enough, you know, in good times. To think of small businesses getting through the pandemic and all the challenges that you mentioned associated with that, Now to have to face things like inflation, and again, whether or not we're technically in a recession or not, certainly just due to inflation alone, there's a pullback on spending. And even when consumers spend, we're getting squeezed from the top and the bottom, maybe a cut in revenue, you know, less sales, but at the same time, higher costs. Inflation is affecting us on both sides of the equation. It's just an incredible, incredible set of circumstances that make it so tough these days. Right. And also, you know, for many businesses, particularly seasonal ones this past summer, you know, and even those that are in service businesses like restaurants or any type of fast service, 
many of them could not take advantage of this sort of surge that we saw in consumer activity during the summer, particularly the traveling because of labor shortages. So right. you saw at the one time, you know, on the one hand, they're like, okay, great. You know, consumers are coming back. They want to spend some money. They're traveling. But on the other hand, you had many businesses that have had to either, you know, cut back their hours or close certain days because they simply do not have the labor to stay open extended hours or normal hours or, you know, six, seven days a week. So when you say squeeze, definitely squeezed on both ends. And but now, you know, definitely the, the economic climate is changing again. And, you know, I, I do think we're in a very difficult period in the next few months, particularly given what's happening overseas. You know, you see the, the, the energy costs that are really right. racking and inflation racking those economies. And you can't cordon off the effects, you know, of what happens overseas. I mean, that, you know, that all has an effect on the, the U.S. economy. Obviously, what happens here, you know, also impacts what happens overseas because it is a very interdependent global marketplace. So, you know, that's what we're trying to press upon Congress and the administration. And look, the challenges are difficult enough and we need positive policies. We need good policies that are going to at least get rid of some of the pain, provide some relief and give some level of certainty to business owners and entrepreneurs. And one thing that I will mention as well is some positive and optimistic news on the entrepreneurship front is that during the pandemic years and coming out, well, I don't think we're in them anymore. It seems like things have sort of gotten back to normal, but who knows what's to come, right? Sure. We have seen this surge in entrepreneurship or new business applications, record number of people, for example, in 2021, 5.4 million actually, you know, filed for new business applications. And that's an increase of 53% from 2019 pre-pandemic. So, you know, obviously sort of the changing in the economy, the new digital economy, the embracing of technology by consumers and businesses alike, and sort of how that has transformed the economy has also opened up new opportunities for people. And so they are seeing these new business opportunities. But those 5.4 million business applications don't necessarily mean that those people have launched businesses. So we need as many those people who actually file business applications to start businesses, to make up for all those businesses that we have lost, number one. And number two, because startups and small businesses really are the font of innovation and economic vibrancy and job growth in this country. So in addition to saying, look, we've got to really help existing small businesses that drive local economies get through these current economic challenges, we also got to look at this opportunity to build all these new businesses and these startups and help these people who have the entrepreneurial itch take that next step into new business ownership. So we need a whole host you know, of policies in order to make that happen. I would say one of the, the big wish lists that we have is for Congress and the, and the administration to just look at, just sort of don't do anything that causes more pain and more uncertainty. And there's a lot of regulation, proposed regulations that are going on, Department of Labor and you know various other agencies across the board that would impose more regulations, more costs, more burdens more record keeping on small businesses. And this is exactly the opposite of what business owners need right now. So a regulatory timeout, you know, just sort of let the dust settle on the economy and help us dig out not only of 
of COVID and get supply chains, you know, back in order. But now businesses need as much time, resources, capital as possible, you know, to make it through this next round of economic challenges and inflation. So, you know, a regulatory timeout would be our big number one wish list because right now we do see a lot of harmful regulation that is moving through the system right now that will really hurt small businesses, mid-sized businesses, and large-sized businesses. I would say the other thing, look, like like the PRO Act that would make it very hard for people to be independent contractors and start businesses, you know, if, you have to, if they would just sort of stop what they're doing and just think of ways that they can help small businesses as opposing more costs, that would be a huge, huge benefit for our economy and for U.S. competitiveness right now. One thing that amazes me, Karen, is that even through all of these challenges, and, and again, this is a time like never before that businesses are being challenged very uniquely, the mood, the tone, the sentiment of small business owners has remained, at least up until recently, pretty positive. I mean, most feel that they're going to get through this. Most feel that they will survive. The resiliency and the tenacity associated with entrepreneurs and small business owners is just unbelievable. It's really unique, isn't it? Yeah, it is unique. And I think, well, that's what makes entrepreneurs entrepreneurs. I mean, they may have a gloomy outlook on where the economy is going and, you know, policies are moving in the wrong direction. But I do have a firm belief in myself that I can make it through this, period. But, you know, when you've got something like inflation and high costs and now, you know, obviously, you know, there were gas prices and they seem to be, you know, stabilizing and going down somewhat. I think only because, again, you know, the, the lack of demand. We're also beginning to see the uptick in electricity costs and natural gas prices. And, you know, that's, I mean, all these, again, erode the ability of of small businesses to compete. I mean, it just reaches a point where they can't pass on any more of the costs or higher prices onto consumers without being, I mean, they can't be competitive in the current economy. And, And I've just seen some real some surveys that have been very scary lately, though, too, Jeff. For example, Alignable does a monthly survey, and they found that in August that uh, 40% of small businesses, Main Street businesses, were having a very difficult time paying their rent. So, you know, when you start seeing numbers like that, you know, you get very concerned about Main Street and about local uh, businesses. And, And again, I do have to say, despite the fact that small business owners are optimistic, there's just some things they're like, this is the thing that might get me is, you know, if, if inflation remains really high and if consumers really start pulling back, I don't see how I can make two ends meet, you know? So, but you're right. We have had this great entrepreneurial culture in this, this country. It, 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 the digital economy and what happened during COVID, that was the silver lining of offering new opportunities, new ways to do things, new business models new needs of consumers and find, you know, solutions in the marketplace. And, you know, again, I think policies just have to align with that positivity in order to make a lot of this stuff happen. And the other big thing that I would hope for in terms of Congress and the administration is that, you know, we did have this Inflation Reduction Act that just passed and was signed by President Biden. It's not really going to do anything to help inflation. And it did raise taxes. And, you know, a lot of, you know, they'll say, oh, it's the wealthy, it's big businesses. But again, you can't cordon off the effects of these tax increases. When you're taxing big corporations, it affects small business suppliers, it affects local economies, it affects workers. 
So we're just hoping there's not going to be any other tax increases, that they hold the line on tax increases. In fact, you know, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was signed several years back, that included a few positive tax measures, like the 20% tax deduction for small businesses, which really was or is a major benefit for small businesses. But that tax provision, as well as others, they were only temporary. So they expire in a few years, Jeff. So what we're telling Congress is like, look at uh, the administration. If you want to help these small businesses that you, you know, say that you are helping, that let's keep taxes low, let's provide them with these benefits, let's at least make some of these things that were very helpful, uh, very helpful to them permanent to provide some certainty so that they know they have these resources during the course of the year in order to, you know, capitalize their businesses, invest, pay workers, do all the other things that they need. And now, of course, deal with inflation, all the other things that they need in order to have a competitive business. Yeah. And I want to go back to something you said that I think is worth highlighting even further. And that is that even though these times are really challenging and no question they are for all of us in small business these days, It's times like these that force us to think out of the box. You talked about small business being the cornerstone for innovation in this country. No question it has been. And look at the way that small business, of course, at some level, big business too, but, you know, we're obviously here to talk about small business. Look at the way small businesses in the U.S. got online so quickly, you know, uh, changed their focus, created an omnipresence that didn't exist before. Everything sped up and went faster. Things that really needed to happen to create efficiencies and greater opportunities and to meet the market where it is really. And and all those things were kind of forced by the pandemic and has continued into these inflationary times and economically challenging times. Again, when you combine that on a population and a part of our community that is so resourceful and tenacious, as we said before, it really shows you what can be done when things have to be done. And so great businesses are born out of this time. Great new tools and resources are born out of this time. Great new ways of thinking, new business models, et cetera. Can you highlight some of the key takeaways that you feel are here to stay as it relates to small business going forward that were born over the last you know, two, three, four years? Well, absolutely, Jeff. The great pivot, probably the most overused word, right, of the last couple of years. But if it ever applied, this is an appropriate application for the term. Absolutely. I don't know if anyone has called it the great pivot. We've heard a lot of other things like the great resignation, Mm. the great this, the great that. But really, it was the great pivot. And, And absolutely, small businesses were able to pivot very, very quickly, get creative, and really turn to technology and embrace technology, you know, a lot more than they have in the past. And that's where a lot of the positive business owners will tell me that goes, look at this was the silver lining. I really did not use technological tools to the extent that I really should have to help cut costs, do more things efficiently, find new customers, and uh, actually service customers a lot better than I had been in communicating with customers. So, I mean, certainly this transformation all things digital is definitely here to stay and technology will continue to evolve and change. And I think that's one of the other big lessons that many small business owners have learned is just, you know, that they've got to continually be looking out there, what's changing, all the new technological tools, how the customer is continually changing in order to, as you said, meet them where they are. And that's going to change on a regular basis. So, That, I think, the mindset, you know, of business owners and entrepreneurs, for many of them, 
has changed and it has changed permanently. So the embracing of technology is very good. You know, but not everything is going to be all tech. You know, there's a big high touch component to this as well. And what many have done, and I think what's here to stay too, is just the blending, you know, yes. of the offline and the on-site experience. And how do you use technology tools, you know, because people still want to shop. They still want to come into stores. They still want to be a part of a community. And I think that's the other thing that many business owners have upped their game on and really understand quite clearly now is the importance of the customer experience, right? Oh, yes. Yep. And, and we know, yes, we know that there's been some big leaders in that, some big companies, but now they get it on a small scale and technology allows them to make that happen. I guess the other big takeaway would be sort of the culture of their business and building a culture, you know, telling their story, not only to customers and make them feel, you know, part of their business, but also building a culture that allows them to compete for labor, because that's going to be an ongoing issue, Jeff. If every single unemployed person suddenly became employed, we'd still have 3.5 million job openings in this country. And then we need to do more about that in terms of immigration and in terms of a lot of disconnected individuals out there to bring them into the workforce. But competing for labor is going to be an ongoing thing. And I think, you know, building that culture and, you know, providing potential employees and employees with a great place to work, I think is also one of the big things, you know, that's come out of the pandemic as well, because believe it or not, and I just posted something this on our website, sbecouncil.org, that the workplace, you know, has become sort of the place of safety now for many workers far and above their religious institutions and their families that they really consider their workplace to be their family. And again, that's another reason why policies have to support the workplace and businesses and not punish them by taking away their resources and make it more difficult to operate in this very, very difficult economy. Yeah, for sure. Things like diversity, equity, inclusion, things like company purpose and mission going beyond simply the profit motive and people labor, as you say, you know, wanting to have a sense of affinity for the company's kind of raison d'etre, what it's all about, its essence and purpose in life that goes beyond, as I said, just making money and, and doing business. Those are things that really matter these days. And so there's no question that, you know, in this post-pandemic era, th those things have been highlighted significantly by both sides, labor and by those employing, those seeking employment. Major, major considerations today and things that small businesses have to and have been focused on very effectively. Let me go back to something you said before. I think it's very important, and that is this. Even though we moved quickly during the pandemic to go online and adopt digital tools and all those things, technology and all the things that technology and going online and everything else did for us, no question, and continues to and always will now, it's forever changed, we were still able to keep a combination, that experience you're talking about, the omnipresence, keep our brick-and-mortar stores from the demise that was predicted by so many. Actually, we found a really good way to blend the two into an ultimate customer experience where both have purpose, as simple as buy online, pick up in-store, click and collect, whatever you want to call it, things like that. But also using stores, in effect, as a, a showroom and still creating that efficiency and convenience that comes with making a purchase online. These models now that have emerged, that have evolved and emerged, are really going to be 
models that small businesses will retain and use to their advantage going forward. So I think that's an important thing to highlight, Karen. Absolutely. Since the internet came online, we've been big proponents of policies and to allow for innovation and and as much private sector investment as possible, you know, to go into innovation and investment, you know, to make all these great technology tools that we currently have and we're currently using, you know, that have come into being, you know, one of the big policy areas is access to broadband and quality broadband. Mm, Yes. And thankfully there was a big chunk of that infrastructure bill you know, about a good good amount that's going to be going into, you know, some broadband build out to allow for access to underserved or non-served areas. And we'd like to see that happen very, very quickly. And that's what we've been advocating for. But the other piece of that, too, is technology and 5G and the next generation of new technologies. And again, why it's so important that small businesses stay on top of this, because this next generation of new technologies You know, we're sort of in the early version of the metaverse right now, but it's going to allow businesses to use technology and allow them to use all these new tools that will be more immersive, that will enhance the customer experience even more. But again, that requires sort of a pro-business policy environment that's going to allow for investment and innovation. And I think Messing with these platforms right now, this big tech legislation, I don't think this is the time to do this, you know, particularly when a lot of small businesses and new entrepreneurs are saying, wait, you know, I like all these tools. I reached all these new customers and are there going to be any costs for all this stuff? Are you going to break all these companies up? Is this going to then make my job, you know, as a business owner, uh, is it going to be more disjointed as opposed to a seamless experience, you know, working with technology and all these platforms? So, you know, technology has been a driver of of economic growth, but has solved a lot of problems in the marketplace. And I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg right now, Jeff, in terms of what technology can do. And again, this is why business owners and entrepreneurs, they've been awakened to all the new things that can happen down the road. And I think they're ready and they're embracing this change and staying on top of it. And, you know, certainly people can visit our website, sbecouncil.org. We'll put you on our e-news lists where entrepreneurs and small business owners can stay up to date with all these cool and new things that are happening and how to keep their business competitive and, you know, what tools, you know, are coming online either now or in the future that they should keep an eye out for. Because again, they can adapt and they can innovate within their business and their business models simply because of all these new tools. So it is, it's, it's still an exciting time despite all this hardship and (laughs) these challenges and the bad headlines that are in front of us. I agree with you. Like I said, a lot of conflict and challenge forces change and innovation. And a lot of great businesses will be born during this time, as I said earlier, as well as new innovation that's going to help facilitate and, and increase the opportunity for all small businesses owners going forward. Listen, Karen Kerrigan, thank you so much for being on with us today on Inside Michigan Business. We appreciate it. The great work that you personally do and that your organization does is so valuable and so valued by the entrepreneurial and small business community. We appreciate it. Thank you for being on, Karen. Of course. Thank you, Jeff. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Inside Michigan Business Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to receive programming notifications and special event announcements by going to InsideMichiganBusiness.com. Follow us on your favorite social media platform and wherever podcasts are downloaded. Thank you for listening.